0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Redeeming Productivity show. This is the podcast that helps Christians get more done and get it done like Christians. Well, it's good to be back with you. Uh, this is episode 54 and, uh, we're gonna be talking about the topic of envy, envy, jealousy, the green beast. I don't think anyone calls it that, but, uh, the topic of basically, you know, looking at what other people have, uh, also the success of other people, and being jealous about it and being envious about it. Uh, This is a major problem. And you say, well, what's that to do with productivity? Well, a lot, actually, because one of the best ways to destroy your uh, motivation or your drive, uh, or even worse, to be driven by the wrong things as a Christian, is to be working out of envy, to be looking at what others have and Mm -hmm. saying, I deserve that not them. Uh, that can absolutely, it's a cancer to the soul. So we're gonna be talking about that today and, uh, some scriptural answers to that, that issue of envying others, uh, especially when they're succeeding and you're not uh, but first, just want to say, as always, thank you to my patrons, the Patreon supporters. Uh, appreciate you guys. You keep this thing moving along. Um, we've added a few of you in the last couple weeks, and I think that's just awesome. Uh, if you are not a patron and you would like to help support the work of Redeeming Productivity, consider hopping on over to Patreon.com/RedeemingProd and throwing a few bucks in the hat each month. It will give you access to some exclusive content, uh, updates, um, early releases of things. And I've just started doing extra long little parts of these podcasts that are exclusive to my Patreon supporters. So there'll be one of those at the end of this episode. So you can unlock all of that by going to patreon.com slash redeeming You should do it. The other thing I want to say, I haven't brought this up in a while, uh, is that you guys can email me emails, a thing. Uh, you can email me at reagan at com, And I will usually respond to you <laughs> unless I have a very overwhelming week. Uh, but typically, I'll get back to you. Sometimes it takes me a little bit of time. But I love to hear from listeners. I uh, love to answer questions. And I love to just make connections with people, especially other believers who are interested in the topic of productivity. So please email me, Reagan, that's R-E-A-G-A-N, like the great American president, Ronald Reagan. God bless America at redeemingproductivity.com okay i'm in kind of a goofy mood today i think it's because i you know trimmed my beard if you're watching this on the video you see my my beard is trimmed back not shaven not shorn but it is shorter and so i think that that's you know brought some youth back to me um but i'll try to i'll try to stay on topic for the most part Uh, yes, what did I say we're going to talk about? Oh, I said, we're going to talk about envy envy. I haven't landed on a title for this episode yet, but it's going to be something like the destructive power of envy or envy is a cancer to success, something like that. You'll see when it comes out, but that's really kind of the gist of what we're getting at today is envy will absolutely ruin your productivity. It will absolutely ruin your ambition. It will absolutely ruin any hope of being successful as a Christian. That's the caveat. Because there are plenty of people in this world who succeed, quote unquote, by basically being driven by envy, by uh, greed or a, a jealousy, a desire to overcome, to beat somebody else. And that is the driving force that makes them successful in life. And really, the point I want to make off the bat is if that is the thing that's driving you to be productive, to be successful, to be ambitious at whatever you're doing, you've already lost. You have already lost. This kind of goes hand in hand what we talked about a few weeks ago with contentment. Um, but you have lost, you you will not succeed in an ultimate sense if you, the reason you're succeeding is because you are doing it out of jealousy or envy. So I'll explain a little bit more about that as we go. Um, but I wanted to start off with this I shared an article in last week's Roundup, which by the way, a little plug for the newsletter. If you're not on my email newsletter, I send out this thing every Friday called Reagan's Roundup. Yeehaw. And it's like five to seven links from around the web that will help you in your journey to becoming a more productive Christian. So if you want to get those, you can sign up at redeemproductivitycom slash newsletter. Or if you go to like any article on my blog on redeemproductivity.com, you'll see at the end of it, a little sign-up form. So sign up for that because I send out those every week as well as a midweek newsletter and plug. So I shared an article last week and it was called the surprising traits of good remote leaders, you know, with remote work becoming more and more the norm with COVID and then uh, a lot of, you know, big companies saying, Hey, we're going to do remote permanently. Uh, What they're finding is different sorts of people are rising to the top in companies. They are succeeding when previously in, an uh, in-person office environment, they did not succeed as much article talked about basically how new virtual work environments were leading to, uh, the competent organized, what they would call worker B type people rising to the top. They were being pushed into leadership positions over projects or over teams. Whereas typically before it had been people who were more, um, gifted in the uh, interpersonal skills area, more charismatic personalities, and possibly actually lacking in the areas of organization and communication. And they had this quote, which I thought was interesting, and you'll see where I'm going with this. It said, the ascendance of worker bees to remote leadership roles may provide validation and even relief. To the legions of hard workers who have, for generations, watched charming colleagues rise to the top. And if you're this type of person, uh, like kind of a worker bee type person who's organized, feel like you're competent and stuff, that quote's probably pretty relatable to you. Um, You've probably seen and felt that you've been overlooked at work or in other things when someone who is kind of like a smooth talker or you know, good looking like myself. And they, they kind of rose up in rank. Uh, when you're like, I should have I'm, I am a better worker than them. I'm more competent, I get things done faster. Why? Is, why is the person who just happens to be more charming? Why is it that they rise up? So they're saying, you know, this is providing some vindication <laughs> for the worker B type people. And I mean, on the one hand, I definitely think it's cool to see scales shifting uh, for hardworking people and competent people. I think that's a good thing. I've definitely been in environments where the people who were working the hardest and seemed to be the most competent were the least likely to be promoted, which is frustrating, obviously. Um, So I definitely think that's kind of a cool thing. But also, even in that like quote that I read, you can like taste the envy, can't you? And if you, if you're this type of person, you've probably been tempted to jealousy and envy because you think I deserve the promotion. They don't, I deserve the recognition and the acclaim that person doesn't. All they did was put on a big smile. Like I actually did all the work and people see this in schools. Um, you know, you work on a group project and things like that. And the person who actually did all the work, like gets no credit, um, But I think envy can manifest in any field of life. Uh, You see it in the workplace. You know, why did, why do they succeed? I get passed over. You see it in families, like sibling rivalries. Um, You see it even in ministry, actually, you know, you see like even pastors, sometimes can be tempted to say, well, why is the Lord blessing that church, which like, he does not care about the word of God, doesn't preach the gospel, they're like apostate. Like why are they why is the Lord blessing that ministry with people and resources while our church is being faithful and our numbers are dwindling and the offering plate's empty. You know, so like that jealousy, it can rear in every area of life. And just because uh we're believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, that doesn't make us immune to those things. And in fact I think it's we're probably more given to jealousy and envy. When we are um, the types of folks who might be listening to a podcast on productivity, for example, you're somebody who's driven, you want to do better, you want to improve yourself, you want to be a better worker, a better mother, a better minister, a better student, whatever it is. And when you see other people succeed, when you feel that you're working harder, that's hard. And so we become jealous, and we become envious. And that can often lead to complaining, which kind of feels good, but it's wrong. <laughs> and it's bad. Envy is bad. And it's bad because it's, it's, a, it's a sin. Uh, and you say, well, how, how is it a sin? Well, Stephen Charnock, the, uh, the Puritan, he wrote um, this great quote, which I actually, I think I used in a quote graphic once on my Instagram. And it says, envy is a denial of providence. What does that mean? Envy is a denial of providence to envy someone else, to be jealous of, um, what some the blessings someone else is receiving is a denial of providence. It's saying to God who oversees all things, who is sovereign over all of these things. That's not the way that should have worked out. Lord, I deserved that. They didn't. I'm jealous. They, I should have got it. And that's a denial of providence and it's wrong. And it's wrong to do that because envy says I deserve, even though God has not given it to you. Envy is a destructive, cancerous, horrible, twisted thing. Um, envy will destroy you and it will ruin your productivity. So that's kind of a pragmatic argument, but it is true envy will twist you up and destroy you. It will eat away at your success. And it will make it so that no matter what you achieve, it will never be enough, as long as someone else has more. All right, that's what happens to these people that are so driven, um, competitively, or or jealously, they want to be the best. And so the reason that they have all this drive and all this ambition to do really well at whatever it is in life, is because they want to be better than someone else. Well, there's always going to be someone better than you. And you will never be satisfied with that. That's being driven by the wrong fuel. It is envy is a rotten idol that rots the soul and it needs to be excised from our hearts. So let's talk about how to deal with envy from the Bible. I think that one of the times that envy can be the most tempting is when the person we're envious of the person who is kind of succeeding in some way is wicked. Like maybe it's somebody who, you know, lacks integrity or, um, is abusive or they, you know, take shortcuts. Um, and you're looking at them and you're thinking, why, why Lord, (laughs) why, why are they succeeding? And I'm not, I'm trying to be faithful. I'm trying to do the right things. I'm trying to be faithful and work with integrity and to serve you and honor you and everything, Lord. And yet they get ahead. Why is it that the wicked succeed? And this is a massive temptation um, that is very um, prevalent. In fact, it is not new. And we actually see this very question being asked in the Psalms. Um, David often asked this about like, Lord, why are the wicked why are they succeeding? Why is it that the wicked succeed? I'm actually in the middle of reading Job right now on my Bible reading plan. And it's interesting hearing Job's complaints. He's like, I did everything right. (laughs) Like I did everything right. Why, Why is this happening to me? And we can totally feel that way when others seem to be blessed and they have no business being blessed from our perspective. I think that this is, something like, again, like I said, pastors see this a lot. They see it, uh, when there's people that twist God's word and you're like, why is that? Why is the Lord letting their ministry flourish? Like, why doesn't he just completely blow up that false teacher's ministry? You know, why doesn't he? And it can be frustrating and it can lead you to envy and jealousy. Such experiences like that might cause us to wonder what am I doing wrong? And what can happen. That's very dangerous is we can compromise. We can compromise. And I'll talk about that in a moment because that's one of the big dangers of being motivated by envy. But one of the first things that we need to remember when we start to feel this way, we see the the wicked succeeding and we're trying to be faithful, but we don't see success. One of the first things remember is you're not alone in feeling this. You are not alone. This is not a unique experience to you. Uh, the psalmist lamented this. He says in, in Psalm uh, 94 verses three and four, how long shall the wicked, O Lord, how long shall the wicked exult? They pour forth words. They speak arrogantly. All who do wickedness vaunt themselves. And you see this again with um, the prophet Jeremiah inquired of God in Jeremiah 12:1, I would discuss matters of justice with thee. Why has the way of the wicked prospered? Why are all those who deal in treachery at ease? He's asking, well, like, I have some questions, Lord. You're not alone to have those thoughts, to wonder at that and say, this isn't fair. And this seemingly topsy-turvy economy of blessing, uh, where the wicked prosper and the faithful seem to not get ahead, uh, it's in every sphere of life. Uh, You see this where rude, arrogant people and obnoxious people run the world. You know, they're the people that you're like, why are they put in charge of everything? Why are those the people that are financially well off? And it's hard. It is hard not to look at the success of others and cock our head to to the side and be like, so why God, why are you doing that? But when we see that, when we see the wicked succeeding, We have a choice, we have a choice to make in how we think about it. And I think this affects, uh, us at a heart level and it affects us at an outcomes behavior level about how we will continue. Will we continue to be faithful or will we compromise? And our choice really, when we see injustice like this is we can choose to be fretful or to be faithful We choose to be fretful or faithful. When we see the prosperity of the unfaithful and the wicked ministry leaders in our city or the, the wicked people at our work, or, you know, even just you need be envious of people on social media where they have all this attention or, you know, if you're into Instagram or something and someone has a ton of followers and you're like, but that person's the worst. <laughs> you can be fretful or you can be faithful. Those are your options. Uh, David saw this choice clearly in Psalm 37. Uh, He warned against choosing fretfulness over faithfulness. He says in verse one, do not fret because of evildoers, be not envious toward wrongdoers. So we can choose to wring our hands over the success of others who we don't think deserve it, who seem to be wicked, or we can take the long view and we can say with david he goes on to point out he says for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb see what he's saying he's saying don't envy the wrongdoer the the success you're seeing them have the blessings that you're seeing them have it's temporary it's temporary don't fret over that or be envious of that person why would you envy the damned Why would you envy someone who their ultimate end is destruction for their wickedness? No, instead we got to re zero in re remember, re remember what we're doing here and remember that the ultimate success for a Christian is not found in this life. It's found on the eternal timeline. It's found through being with Christ and through reward in heaven for faithfulness, right? When we get myopic and we start thinking, well, maybe if I cut corners, maybe if I'm, you know, do kind of the bad things that I see these other guys doing and they're succeeding, maybe then, you know, I'll have those material blessings. Friend, you are thinking down the wrong path. You have to readjust your focus. You have to remember the long view. The wicked will perish like the grass. They'll wither like the herb. Their success is short lived. The path of faithfulness is the long view that accepts that God's in control and it walks by faith and says, God's promises are true. The, 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 the world seems topsy-turvy right now. Up is down, down is up. The wicked succeed and, and the righteous suffer. But friend, that is not always going to be that way. So do not fall. Do not be deceived. Do not fret. Just continue to be faithful, continue to be faithful, work hard, keep your head down and do what's right over and over and over again. And in due time, you will reap a reward for that. Be faithful. Don't fret. It says in verse three, this is Psalm 37 still, it says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. I love that. Befriend faithfulness. Have a partnership with faithfulness. Treat it like an ally, like a, tr- like a close friend, befriend faithfulness. Cause the end, as I said, the end of the path of faithfulness is not a superficial or temporary success. It's true blessing. In verse four, it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Ultimately, if we take our delight in the Lord, we keep our eyes fixed on him and recognize that, yeah, he is our ultimate reward. And at his right hand is, is blessings and treasures evermore that will keep us focused on the path of faithfulness and keep us from getting envious of some temporal success of the wicked. And like I alluded to earlier, one of the real dangers and it is, it's a substantial danger that we face when we start to, um, kind of court envy or jealousy, or wonder if, you know, maybe if I'm maybe if I kind of ride the fence on this thing, maybe if I do a little bit like the person who is is not totally faithful, who, who acts wickedly or without integrity, maybe then I can have the best of both worlds, you know, maybe I can have some temporal success and some eternal success too. Um that, wow, that is compromise, isn't it? And that is why envy can be so dangerous because it lures us into this desire to compromise so we can have what they have rather than trusting that the Lord will make things, uh, equitable in the end, uh, in verse eight, again, still in Psalm 37, which by the way, I'll just say this, this is, this is implied, but if you're feeling this way, if you're feeling like, man, Lord, life is just not fair. Like I feel like I'm following you faithfully and just things are not working out. Read Psalm 37. Like I'm reading it to you right now, but read it for yourself. Mark it in your Bible. This is such a refreshing chapter of scripture when you're feeling um, jealous of the success of the wicked. It's such a good reminder. But he says in verse eight, fret not yourself. It tends only to evil. See back to that, that issue of you can choose to be fretful or faithful. If you fret about it and you, you know, you get all consternated about it. That will tend to evil that will tend to compromise. It will tend to you doing the things that you see that person doing, thinking that you can achieve some temporal success by, by compromising. Don't do it. Don't give into that temptation. Walk with the knowledge that the scales will ultimately be set right in the end. If you continue in faithfulness, because here's here really is the rub. Here's really why you have to have such a long view about faithfulness and about how you're going to live now, how you're going to view success. Is it in your life that you are thinking about success in the short term? What are your goals? What are your ultimate goals? Is your goal that um, you will get ahead at work? Is that why you're interested in being more productive as a Christian? Is it so that others will look up to you? Is it so the other moms in the neighborhood will be like envious of your clean house, you know, or your kids will be the best? What is the thing that you're after? Is it so you'll have money, some temporal success? Or is it that you would end this life and when you walk into eternity, when you meet your master, that you would hear from him, well done, good and faithful servant. That is the ultimate definition of success. That is what a Christian seeks for. We want the glory that comes from God, not from men. And to seek after that requires this, man, this laser-focused attention on eternity, on the fact that I must be faithful to my master. Even when around me, temporally, things don't seem to be working out uh, like I think they should. It doesn't seem fair right now. And you remember this, that there is ultimately, there will be a reckoning. There will be a reckoning. The wicked will be Judge, there is a reckoning that's coming and there is some degree of comfort that we should take in that, that the scales will ultimately be set right. It's actually, uh, in Matthew five, five, you know, when our Lord said the meek will inherit the earth, he's quoting actually from Psalm thirty seven eleven. when he says that, and think about this, the meek will inherit the earth. What an encouraging thing. What an encouraging thing to hear when you see the wicked getting ahead when you see the arrogant and the brash and the boastful being the people that always seem to be doing the best in this life. What an amazing thing to hear that it's the meek that will inherit the earth. It's those who are faithful, those who are seeking God's glory and not their own ultimately that is who will be blessed in the only court that really matters, those humble, faithful servants of God. And it's those who labor diligently and quietly in this present age, maybe you won't be recognized for it, but you just keep working at it. You that those are the ones who will reign in the age to come. And you have to look to that. You have to look at that especially, you know, I can, you know, this happens to people at work all the time where they're working so hard and they are laboring so diligently and they start to, they throw up their hands after this happens over and over again, where they get passed over for something and they think, why am I doing this? Why am I working so hard? Well, how come when, how come the people that are lazy, that don't even finish their work on time, why do they get paid the same as me? Why do they get promoted just because they got to lunch with, uh, with whoever, you know what I mean? Like that if if you're looking so short term you will you will fret and you will compromise so you just have to remember the reason you're doing this the reason you're being faithful the reason you're laboring diligently is because you're doing it for the lord in recognition that there will be a reckoning and that faithfulness will be rewarded by god you don't have to be a type a control freak person to be successful you don't have to even succeed in earthly terms and maybe you won't succeed in earthly terms. I mean, that's a part of thinking through Christian productivity is, uh, you have to redefine success. I've said it over and over again, in this podcast, even in this episode, you have to redefine success. And so if, if what you're after even in listening to this podcast or, or reading the stuff and reading productivity is some kind of life hack or something, that's going to make you a millionaire good luck (laughs) because i got no no advice to offer there um but what i want to help you do is become successful where it really matters which is in being faithful to god and so that when you come to meet him you you receive that eternal reward the the only reward that really matters um that's what we should be after and i want to encourage you in that i know that it's not always easy to remember i forget it probably every day um But take the pressure off of yourself. It is such an amazing relief that you feel when you stop envying others and you stop feeling jealous and you start to remember that the reason you show up every single day and you are organized and you plan well, and you put your head down and you do the work, even when no one notices when the reason you do that, when you remember this, that it's for God and not for men pressures off you. It's an amazing feeling. You're not always wondering, you're not always scraping. You're not always like, Oh, when are they finally going to notice or, you know, It's just peace. You're working for the Lord, not for men. Amazing feeling. So let me leave you with these thoughts. Envy. Again, it is destructive. It will wither your soul and it will ultimately leave you unsuccessful in the only way that really matters, which is in God's accounting. So get it out of your heart and focus on faithfulness, not fretting over um, being envious of others and content yourself in whatever God and trust you. If you haven't listened, um, I think it was two episodes ago. I talked about contentedness. Um, listen to that. If you haven't yet, if this is an area you struggle in, um, that rare jewel of Christian contentment is such a precious commodity and it is worth, uh, cultivating in your life because it leads to so much peace and so much glory for God. So just commit your ways to the Lord. Um, stop envying the temporal success of others um and remember the words of, of Psalm thirty seven six. He says, And he will bring forth your righteousness as the light, and your judgment as the noonday. And verse sixteen, Better is the little of the righteous than the abundance of many wicked. So let's stay faithful, let's be humble, and let us wait patiently for our inheritance from the Lord, laboring hard, but not envying the success of others. Well, that's all I have for you this week. Thank you so much for listening. And if you're not already subscribed, you ought to go ahead and do that right now. And you can get new episodes of the Redeeming Productivity show every single Monday. Oh, and if you are one of my Patreon subscribers, go over to Patreon right now I have some extra content for this episode. I'm going to share over there with you a major breakthrough. I actually had this week, um, in my own personal productivity that I hope will be helpful to you. Um, It's involving a major change in my morning routine and just kind of a change in my thinking about what I'm doing in general. It's, um, it sounds kind of clickbaity, but it actually is really unique. And I want to share that with you guys. Uh, and those of you who aren't Patreon subscribers, uh, do check that out. If you're interested in supporting, uh, what I do here, it's patreon.com slash redeeming prod, and that will give you access to these extended podcasts as well as some other exclusive content and just some chit chat that I do over there from time to time. Well, I will see you guys again here next week, but until I do remember this in whatever you do, do it well, and do it all to the glory of God.